0: Bruce and Roger show. Oh, we're started?
1: We're, we're going.
0: Yeah, we're live from Huntsville, Alabama. It's the Inglorious Pastards. They
1: probably picked up on that with the slate gray sort of curtain thing behind us. That okay. tells them Huntsville, Alabama? That sounds, well, and the blue top that we're sitting on. This is a distinctive Huntsville color. This is, well, It's pretty obvious, well, so, I'm Roger, I'm Bruce,
0: and we are your inglorious Pastors.
1: And you're not.
0: (laughs) So, wow, yeah, Bruce starting off with an edge today. How'd your weekend go, Rog? My weekend, let's see, well, Patriots won their game, which made me happy. Did not know that. Okay. they beat the chargers trying to help you guys out. Uh your broncos who also won and uh Mac Jones didn't have his best game but had a clutch drive late and they they won on the road. They were and so now like the broncos they're four and four. They're they're seven playoff spots in the AFC and the pats are at
1: number 8. Yeah, the Broncos aren't making a run to the playoffs this year. I can just tell you that right now. Not going to happen. Yeah, the trading of Von Miller might be signal that. <laughs> well, I think they know this year's pretty much done. Yes, they won Sunday, where they score eleven points and the other, <laughs> they kept the other team to ten, something like that. So, yeah, their defense is still obviously very solid. It's yes. even in. It, well, yeah, <laughs> we don't know what it's going to look like post Von Miller. But you know, I'm thinking maybe they know something about these young up and coming guys that they've got. Oh well, sure. Now that I, we yeah. don't know.
0: And I, ne- I can't laugh at that kind of call because Bill Belichick Bill, makes that kind of time. decision, right. all the time. Yeah. Trade somebody. <laughs> Tom
1: Brady just traded him off to Tampa Bay
0: while they're in their prime. That's worked out well. They didn't trade him. <laughs> he well, got it end of his contract. They didn't wanted re-sign to sign him <laughs> with a team. <laughs> he signed with a team that had more weapons. <laughs> As it turns out. As it turns out. Yes. But, mm. but he lost Sunday. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Threw a pick six, another interception, so not they best.
1: So got, they've got two losses now. They have two losses. All right. Well, that's better than four. <clears throat> so uh, I did a men's retreat over the weekend, and uh, it went really well, except for the panic attack on Saturday. <laughs> and Bruce, who had the panic attack? That would be me, Roger. So it's it's like at what point? Was, well, was this in the middle of a session? You know, you're gonna love this. So Friday night went went fine, which is great. And then I had two two sessions on Saturday evening. So they were doing like a four o'clock, a dinner at six, okay, and then a seven o'clock session after that. Well, but it's right before the four o'clock, so they're really just kind of kicking off that that whole afternoon and evening. And it's you know the the worship leader's like singing the last song, and all of a sudden I'm like I can't breathe, I can't. It's like there's this weight on my chest, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm about to pass out. I am about to pass out, literally." And I'm just oh, having this, and I got can tell. That to be a terrible well, feeling. I, I'm praying, and I'm like, "In a minute, I'm gonna wake up, and you know, the pastor of this church and a lot of men are gonna be standing around Oversee. in a circle, going, what just happened?'" I'm like, I, praying over you, maybe. Yeah. So I got up and I walked out to the lobby and circled the lobby for a little bit, just breathing, real deep. You know, just getting, trying to get oxygen to my brain. Like, Came back in, you know, still didn't feel right. Um, But then once I got up to start talking, you know, you sort of get in the flow of that. And now all that, all of that anxiety stuff just dissipated. And which praise God for that. But how do you walk? I
0: mean, when you're feeling that, just even walking up to you're putting yourself out there,
1: I mean, that's. Yeah, it's one of those things I thought about okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? I could pass out, you know, and everyone, like, they're going to feel really bad. Or I can do the talk and it's not very good because I can't make a coherent sentence, you know. Or yeah. I can just trust God with all of that and just dive in and go. But yeah, it was a weird, you know, whenever, <clears throat> you know, anxiety just ha- It's different for every person. But when you have an attack like that, it is um, disorienting. <laughs> To say the least, <laughs> right. But the rest of the night went great. So when I got it for my you know second talk and in between talks, you know meeting with people and it went really really good. So, but we did it on the the whole the whole weekend was on undivided. Okay. So we did uh, four I did four talks. One on undivided with God. What does unity with God look like? Uh, what does mm-hmm. undivided with ourselves look like? Very interesting. Okay. He even talked about um, not wanting to live the double life. The the reality that we have. The public life, the private life, and the secret life, mm-hmm. and how integrated are those? So one of the one of the terms for unity in Webster's or synonyms for unity in Webster's dictionary is integrity. Yes, is that interesting? And unity with self. Yep. What I'm presenting out here is true in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not just mm-hmm. faking it until I make it or whatever else. And then we did unity in our in your marriage. <laughs> And talked about differences, so how do you reconcile all those differences, because everyone has irreconcilable differences, and we talked about, hey, you really, over time, you, you can choose to appreciate them or resent them, which is really the two. And then the last Sunday, the Sunday morning, preached um, the undivided message that I did at Speak Up in July, okay, which was really on how to disagree without being disagreeable. And um, Marlena heard it for the first time, and she agreed. She said, yeah, it needs to be a book. <laughs> Excellent. So if Marlene is like, it needs to be a a book, then it needs to be... It needs to... It needs to be a book. Well, it's, yeah, it's a
0: needed word. I I can't, I think almost anyone would...
1: Well, you and Toya Poplar have probably impacted me the most on that subject, you know, and oh, by the way, I pitched your books on that, hit it really hard. I I didn't actually have a copy in my hand or anything. That would have felt like selling pigeons at the temple.
0: And dragging me into it. And dragging you into Thank the whole Thank God thing. you didn't have my book.
1: Right. But I did tell people they need to read it. It's And I, I said the whole the premise story, if you will, and then I told the story of Peter. Peter. You know, he just nails it in that <laughs> one moment. Jesus says, you're absolutely right. And then the next minute he's taking Jesus aside and he's like, you're absolutely wrong. So I think people people responded really well to it. And good. That was good. So that was my weekend. Then Monday I was pretty much in a comatose state. For the whole day. Panic attacks again? Nope, just walking around, glazed. You know. Just because no, you're exhausted. Just exhausted. So I worked outside all day, got all my mowing done. I fixed my little push mower. That was exciting. Ooh. Had to take the whole carburetor off, clean it all out, Bruce, put it back together. Bruce
0: has become Mister Fix It, fix it, remodel it.
1: And I don't know we that don't, David and I. We don't say that our other remodelers. brother.
0: Don't I don't know that, that we saw that coming.
1: No. Well, and I was... I was, Marilyn and I were talking about no, you I and David it. last night and the differences in your carpentry. No. So oh, David no. is this incredible finished carpenter. I mean, it's going to be meticulous, beautiful, <laughs> trim and ornate and, you know, it's going to be... It'll cost you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. Whereas Roger's more... Let's just get it up there and, and be done with it. <laughs> Let's just shoot a bunch, of, a bunch of insulation in the attic. It's coming out yeah. in the closets and everywhere else, but that's okay because it's insulated. <laughs> By the way, you must have done a great job because it's literally coming out of everything. <laughs> I mean, we we I took off a little socket thing, but <laughs> just insulation blew out.
0: That's... That's why they call it blown
1: insulation. Right, so super job. But I told Berlin, I said I'm somewhere between Roger and David, you know, in different things. It's, it's. I feel like I'm there all the time. You know, this this I'm not quiet here, and but that's the it's the joy of the brotherhood.
0: But it's fun how we develop, and it's funny how our stories emerge, and almost everyone even listening would could you know it had the just the pieces of your life you didn't anticipate or. Something you picked up or learned? You bet,
1: Christina. Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a little text message come up while we're talking. <coughs> yeah, and I didn't see it coming either because I was the guy that was more than happy to write a check to you or David to get it done. Right. And I still don't do flooring or roofing. <laughs> it's funny. I've got this limit. Things in the in between the floor and the ceiling, I do. Right. Above the ceiling or the floor? No, nope. I do not touch those things. <laughs> It's where I draw the line, people. <clears throat> but in between, I have some fun. So that's good. And so uh, even me, I, how I would have ended up doing eBay. So <laughs> Yeah. You, I'm making... When you were a kid in, in third grade, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, it's not even created yet, but I want to be an eBay salesman. <laughs> what is that? But I just think that even the
0: littlest kinds of things, you know, pastor for so many years— um, Love that, yes. Um, but like 14 years ago, pick up, you know, learn about this eBay thing. Okay, it's interesting. Join, and I'm just selling a few little things around the house, or you, you know, got it
1: for 14 years. Oh,
0: it's yeah. Now these were just you know things here or there. Although yeah. there's some fascinating stories right. even from that far back. But a very, very different marketplace. Even then, I mean, people. When you think about it, it, was like when eBay started. Like, you'd wait for people to send their check in, or a money order.
1: And then it used to be bidding only, like an auction. Right, it was, it was much more auctioning. Right, it was. It was because now when I think of eBay, I'm like it's like an Amazon, but slightly different. Right. It's like Target or Walmart. It has.
0: An auction component. Right. There's a whole more use, buy it now a lot more
1: buy it and now. most of
0: my stuff I list now buy it now okay but um, but yes. certain
1: things you do want people bidding on because absolutely
0: value is very relative on certain kinds of things it's very few things generally you can get some kind of idea of the value of a thing and then um, but in the earliest days yeah it was almost all auctions which was always intriguing and fun because auctions are still fun seeing oh, yeah. how thing see sure. how things going to go. And then, but yeah, after the person would buy it, you'd have to contact them with the shipping amount. And then they'd send you a check and you would wait for the check to come. And after you, but you'd also deposit the check check, and you have to wait
1: for it to clear. Because, yeah, to know if it was good. Right. So, Roger, uh, this, this, this is a little random trivia. Do you know what the first thing I ever bought off eBay was? And it was years ago. It might have been 14 years ago. Okay, I have no idea. All right, Car so you, part. No, no, no. Surprisingly, okay. you remember those little castle blocks? Those little, they weren't Lego, but they were the tan-colored castle blocks yes. that you could build castles. Right. I wanted Zach to have that experience as a kid. That we had. So it was probably 15 years ago, and he was like eight. Yeah. I found them on eBay, the ca- a big thing of the castle blocks, and I ordered them, and we got them. And I remember, you know, at Christmas, we gave him this, and I was just like, that was so cool, because it reminded me of all the... It's very much like Lego, except the blocks are only—they only have two little nubbins instead of eight nubbins. Yeah. There's just two, and they're bigger. But it was just cool. We made castles with the little arches. They're and... called
0: nubbins. Uh-huh.
1: That's or my word. You just make up that word. Well, that's the, that's the word I created <laughs> for it. I I think we're all clear right now, by now, Roger, that I create words all the time. They're you nubbins. Did, yes.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> The nubbins. They're <laughs>
1: circular raised things on the block.
0: And you'd still be able to find those today. It's just funny how you um, totally ra- Yesterday I bought, a, I bought a big box from a guy, a bunch of old cameras, and there was a brownie Hawkeye like Dad used to have.
1: The brownie.
0: I should have brought it in today. Oh,
1: that <laughs> would have been <laughs> fun. <laughs> no, no this,
0: no, this wasn't the 8mm video. Oh,
1: this was the little the camera. Little square, yeah, the black square.
0: The the black square. I remember
1: the little black square.
0: Uh, with the little
1: button on the side, the brownie Hawkeye. That And you never knew if you were taking a picture. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> that was what made Polaroid so much fun, because you knew that you took a picture. You knew in that moment, I took a picture. <laughs> you know, I have thought...
0: As an added value for our listeners, yeah, I should probably from time to time have an eBay tip, a buying selling tip. What do you think?
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's. I, I, Here's I, my tip for today. The listenership's gonna go. You're gonna the love rough. this.
0: Hey, listen, this is gonna just cause things to soar. You cannot okay, believe. Okay, here we go. We're soaring. Here's the tip. tip: old is not always gold. So I'm talking to a guy yesterday. <laughs> Don't you like that? Uh, that's very, Stay with it's, me. It's very solid. Stay with me. Well, it's so funny. You're talking to people, and it's like, particularly when someone's selling stuff, you know.
1: I They've got, I got an old thing. It's, it's an old thing. That's just an old so thing. So I'm talking to this
0: really great guy <laughs> yesterday. I really, in fact, it was real out and girly. Went out to pick up these cameras from him, and he had some other stuff that was really old. <laughs> and and a lot of times people just think, well, you know. Because it's old, it's it, gold. Right. It, this is going to be. You're
1: like, no, that's I got the these old.
0: you got these books. I'm just going to tell you folks most old books are just bound paper they're not they're, they're not uh, worth any more than the paper think is think fireplace
1: tinder <laughs> right uh think paper kindling
0: and books are in general <laughs> their value is going down even more so especially for instance like with books old is not always gold you have to do some research now i have sold some books even in the last couple of weeks, $50 here, sold a songbook, a Xanadu movie. So Olivia Newton-John had the movie yeah, Xanadu. Xanadu. Well, apparently that songbook from that movie must have the, the copyright may not have been extended or something with the music. The music, the only way you can get the music to that apparently is the only way is that is that songbook. I sold it for $200. It's it's just got the, the Xanadu songbook. The Xanadu songbook, Olivia Newton-John. So some things wow. that are old are gold, but a lot of them aren't. So, so don't just simply assume, right. "Oh gee, I've got this thing, it's really a, old." I've got a penny from
1: 1932. Yeah, it's <laughs> worth the penny. It's worth exactly one cent. <clears throat> Perhaps depending on depending on <laughs> the minting of said penny. From minting and
0: and the fun thing with those is if there's some little error, then it's gold. Right, because it's it's that that's it's a flaw. It is
1: right because it's flawed. It's worth <laughs> that more. Is that's go with that? No, but
0: but no. That it, as you're saying that because it's true. Actually, with numbers, it, lots of things. Yeah, if there's a misprint. So, a, a stamp. There's one famous stamp where that had an airplane in the stamp, but there's one run of it where the plane was upside down, and I don't know if it was one
1: page it's just flying inverted. It, yes, flying it whatever. Well, <laughs> Rogers not it's <served> inverted, <laughs> so he's like, I'm just going to insert whatever there. <laughs> Pretty sure it's inverted.
0: So, um, yeah, I do like that as as a uh, important that. Because God values broken, we value things, um, they're valued in the collecting world because of their scarcity.
1: Isn't that interesting? And there, there's a uniqueness to a particular kind of scar or flaw yes. or yes. whatever else. So those, <coughs> we're more valuable with more scars. With and so our old is gold. That it's not working. So, Sunday. Do, okay. Sunday. So, I introduced the whole talk on Sunday. This is, I got this from you. The Undivided Talk. I started with, so you're talking to this guy. You just met him. Oh. It's <laughs> you're not- at the store. And you're like, I really like this guy. You know, I think we could be, like, really close. And you're just talking about stuff, and there's so much in common. And you're like, this guy loves Jesus, and I love Jesus. I'm like, right. we really
0: we, have a connection our families point. can hang out.
1: Maybe we go backpacking next weekend. Right. And then he mentions who he votes for. <laughs> <laughs> Screws the whole thing. Right, you're like, whoa, what? whoa, whoa! I'm not sure I How? can. I'm not sure I can be your friend. I can't be your friend. I can, I'm not even sure I should be talking to you. And, and it was—it's such a great illustration of we are undivided, but certain things just get way out of whack in terms of their overall importance. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, that was a great illustration. I—I I use your best stuff all the time. <laughs> All the time.
0: I take great joy in the fact (laughs) that my book that had 12 readers
1: (laughs) has has
0: nuggets (laughs) that you quote speaking to hundreds of people. There's great joy that comes to me. (laughs) And I'm really not kidding. That actually, I do have, (laughs) I mean, I may be kidding about the 12. I don't think I had that
1: many that uh, were (laughs) read. I thought that was a little high. I don't know. You're the only person, the only the only author, seriously, that I know, possibly the only author in existence today, that has never gone to Amazon to see how many books have sold. What? I mean, at some point, don't you just do that? I mean, just out of sheer curiosity.
0: Actually, I haven't been there in so long; I don't even know that I would know where to. Because the book it was like published like three years ago, so I don't even know. It's a long time, isn't it? It's a long time, right? So, I don't even know how. <gasps>
1: My book's coming up
0: on 10 years,
1: published 10 years ago. Really? 2012. That's when it came out. Isn't that interesting?
0: Well, old is gold in that case.
1: Well, it is because I have less than 500 left now. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're... Still selling. We're going to call those the... What? That's going to be the limited edition. <laughs> I'll stamp something in there. That'll make them really... No, that's... Anything that makes...
0: There's a... You know, anything that makes something... I, more I, scarce. I more actually rare. got
1: that idea off of I won't say what podcast, but he's a marketing guy. And yeah. He, but he talked about. He said when you get down to your last 500 books, he said you stamp them, a blank of 500, and then you go you hand write in there one and you sign your name on it one of 500, two of 500, and what happens is you've got only 500 left, but they're all hand numbered and signed by the author. Sure. Which and he's like, you don't sell those for 13.99. Those are 25 bucks right there. It's just interesting. Right. No,
0: because in <coughs> in eBay, I mean, in selling... I need to write that down before it, I forget. <laughs> That's a great when, idea. But when it comes to collectibles, right. Number your books. The, and the lower numbers are more valuable. So, in a, so if there's a limited edition, you know, one of 500, three of 500, whatever, well, it's that the lowest numbers are the ones the collectors are... That, have the highest value. So if I find a thing, it was yeah. a run of 500. Right. And it's 258. That's not bad. But if I find 11, number 11. The
1: lower numbers are better.
0: Oh, the lower numbers will sell. Oh yeah. It could can be hundreds of dollars. Even a, like a, a print, um, that it, you know, a limited edition print, the lowest numbers. I'm I gonna that's what
1: 500 out of 500 would have been better. It's like no. the last book sold. Well, but you're also telling me I should sell them them in in reverse order.
0: Well, but yours is a unique situation. you we are talking about now. This is the last, last book print. ever. Um, so, it, it, but it usually works. Yours is a unique situation, but it would usually work okay. the other way around, right. where people are saying, "Yeah, I got the number one. I got the very first print. Print. Yeah, I got the very first one. I can see that. So." Gosh, we're just giving people all kinds of value tips.
1: (laughs) So the first football that Tom Brady threw a touchdown with is more valuable than than the 600th touchdown.
0: Different principle because...
1: (laughs) 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 He's going to call me absurd again. Here we go.
0: No, it's just that um, no quarterback in NFL history has ever... They've all thrown their First touchdown, unless you're Ryan Leaf. But... No, you
1: did not say that. That's terrible. So they've all thrown their first... Every touch. professional football quarterback has thrown. In fact, several receivers, tight ends, and running backs have thrown their first and only right. uh, touchdown. And for them, that... Right. But if you're talking about the I,
0: 600th, which yeah. is literally never, ever happened in football history... Then,
1: but the truth is, neither has the 599th. <laughs> it's true. I mean, so anything over whatever. listen Who's, who's second on the list?
0: Uh, Breeze. Drew Breeze. Drew yeah. Breeze. Yep, that was my guess. But if I, yeah. And I thought about that. If you had the Tom Brady's 601st, well, and you can verify that, that would still have some value. But there's something in our culture about there's round numbers. There's right. There's markers. Oh, yeah. Like you get a hundred thing or a thousand or you know those tens, um, but yes, now I do think Brady's first thrown touchdown would fetch a good number, um, but fetch,
1: fetch. There's actually an app called Fetch. It's great. Okay, so um, a couple of things I wanted to throw here. One, your poem from yesterday, (laughs) okay, was outstanding. Okay. And I know it's as long as I've known you. I didn't, I don't think you've ever shared that with me. And he shared it with all of his listeners or watchers on Facebook Live yesterday. Do you, is, does the poem have a name? Like us, like you. Like we, you. Like you. Okay. Um What well, was funny because
0: Joy said a similar thing. She even Joy didn't know about it. No, I I, I read, wrote it several years ago. You coming out of a theme. Yeah. That hit me with such force. Hmm. This idea, you know, you read the verse, you know, you know, to be a faithful high priest, Jesus had to become one of us and suffer like us, and and he, but he can relate to you because he's.
1: What's like the wording?
0: Us. Yeah. What's anyway? Um, and that, but then I began to think of just all the places where jesus has experienced yeah. you know that you know the death of friends being falsely accused um being assaulted laughed at mocked at um you know for his you know parents marital status and and immigrant and rejected by people uh, uh, people turned on him Um, loved at some points, popular, but then hated um, people who've been assaulted, people who, you know, The gamut
1: of human emotion in terms of pain. In other words, the idea that he was a man with sorrows and acquainted with grief is not just an ideal, it's the reality. He is us. Right. Um, And he he experienced all of that. And I even love the way you brought out somewhere in that talk that Because we often hear the verse, he was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Right. But that word suffer. Right. He suffered. Right. You know, um, because temptation is suffering, and suffering is its own kind of temptation. Yeah. Well,
0: so then I had this other thought this last week that I don't know that I had thought about. um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the context, but... He was thinking about, um, oh gosh, I wish I could. um. We've lost Roger. (laughs) He's in a. No, I guess I'm. I'm, I, I wish I could think of the immediate context, but it was just the weight of Jesus' whole life was suffering. There was this point I think where I thought well he he um he had to suffer to s- save us and we think about okay here's the cross and he <clears throat> but to realize his whole life um so philippians 2 he he became poor so in becoming life he's um cool. he's suffering and so it wasn't just
1: It wasn't just a single event. It wasn't right. just the passion of the Christ in one week. He <clears throat> suffered in that one week. Right. He had a lifetime of suffering. Right. When, yeah, when you go back and you look at, and uh, it's, it's interesting you talked about it. he became poor, because I think the theme that I'm going to be teaching on at Blue Christmas this year, which is a thing I've been doing for the last five or six years, um, it's this, the theme this year is just poverty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and when we think of Jesus, it, it was... He suffered not only physically and all those other ways, but he suffered poverty. There wasn't... um, He became poor so that we might become rich. He was... Even when you look at the Christmas story, to imagine that it was as difficult as it was, and there's not even a space for them in their hometown, in in Joseph's hometown, to stay. Just the poverty of all of that.
0: Yeah, the context I remembered. I was I needed to look uh, that up. I thought you
1: were looking at notes there.
0: Well, I was, I wanted to look up the one and it was sacrifice. The end of that word okay. sacrifice. That was what, you know, we think about the ultimate sacrifice. We think about okay, Jesus gave his life. But but the thought then that hit me was wait, his whole life was a
1: sacrifice.
0: Was right. a sacrifice. He was taking a loss all the time. He became human. He became poor. He became a servant. He became all this. He was constantly making sacrifices. He was constantly um, giving up and realize, oh, yeah, always think of, okay, the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that he made. And, And in that vein, I've thought sometimes it feels like. You know, the Bible talks about a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that going out in a blaze of glory yeah, can be easier. It can be, the, I think, a martyr. Know, the... Or even if, you know, I see a, a, a car accident and the car bursts into flames and I know there's someone in there, and that moment I'm going to rush in and put my life on the line, and we've seen the movies where it blows up and, you know, maybe I'm that person who pulls it out, pulls the person out before the... Um, but I wonder if it isn't harder.
1: That the living sacrifice that it is so interesting. That we're having this theme today. Yeah, as I ended up telling basically two clients yesterday, the rest of your life will be suffering. Yeah. The rest of your life will be hard. In other words, there's certain things that that sometimes we face that in this lifetime aren't going to go away. Yes. It's because there's a, there's a part of us yeah. that always asks the question, "When will this end? Yes. How long, oh Lord? When will I?" And I have to sometimes be that person that says, well, that's not going to end in this lifetime. You're always going to feel that sense of loss. Or this space in your life is always going to be hard. Or if a person has a physical illness that is debilitating but is also right. incurable, there's there's going to be a part. But, I, but I, I come back to the words of Jesus that said, don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has its own trouble or trouble yeah. enough of its own. And I used to interpret that as, hey, just know trouble's coming every day, so don't be surprised by it and don't worry about it. Don't bring tomorrow's... Troubles into today, but the more I've thought about it recently, I thought Jesus said, "Don't miss today." He said, "Don't worry about tomorrow." He's yeah. saying, "Enjoy today." Right. This, and I thought, here's Jesus knowing at some point in the future he's going to the cross, and the closer he got to that point, the more clear he was on the timing of it. Yeah, yeah. You because know, I've been reading now; I did a lot of reading John 14 through 17 this weekend, just on the <laughs> but. Right. Jesus knew that time has come. This is it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's I, I will. This is the week that I go to the cross and. Just I'm just and when when I look at his teaching that week, knowing what he knew, it's just it brings a new profundity to it. Is that a word? Well, Mr. I make up my own words. Yeah. If it ain't, it is
0: now. It is now. <laughs> six hundred twenty
1: three thousand one hundred and ninety six words in the English language today. Okay. I just added another one. You realize we have more words in our language than any other language like worldwide? No, oh, we're very wordy people. That's why, I like, when, 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 you do, when you do teaching in South America, like I did that one time, and I went on with, like, three or four paragraphs, just just talking, and the guy said three words. Now, frankly, I felt like something was lost in translation there. I think that's where that little colloquialism came from. I think we lost something in translation. I just said 113 words, and you said three. So one of us is unnecessary.
0: And what the guy actually said was, he talked too much. Well,
1: yes. Well and I he just, speaks right. He, many he words. speaks much. <laughs> that was the three words. He speaks much. And everyone went, Oh. <laughs> so that was that was one of my moments. Last week weekend before last when I had um, uh, one deaf and one hearing impaired girl on right. my trip and I was doing devotions and the one girl's trying to read my lips and She's like, You're you're talking too fast. And I'm like, I'm so Welcome sorry. Welcome to Bruce the Auctioneer. I know. I know. Hey <laughs> why? Yeah, I should be doing eBay stuff. <laughs> Actually they don't, yeah. Wouldn't it be fun if you were on eBay and you could put sound effects? Oh who will give me Try here, <laughs> twenty three dollars on the You get down to the last. <laughs> That'd be great. Somebody may think of that. <laughs> that would be great. As soon as they open your store, there's an auctioneer going. They get caught up in it, and all of a sudden they're bidding on a tractor implement. They don't have a tractor, they don't have a farm, but they want to get it.
0: And now this other person wants to get it from them. (laughs) And by golly! And the one guy that has
1: the tractor that needs the part, he's out. You're out bidding. He doesn't even. He doesn't have. Oh God! His 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 whole
0: farm is going to go downhill because you. It was the last. Roger's, Rogers stupid auctioneer <laughs> app on his eBay site. Got fired up. Took a
1: farmer out in South Dakota. Oh, goodness. Uh, Speaking of which. So, that was a great segue. I'm
0: super. No, but the thing you said a few minutes ago before we ended up on a farm in South Dakota was well, but now that is. Well, you had a great title, one of their chapters in your book, isn't it? It can always get worse. It can always get worse. (laughs) But what is so important is the promise we get is not that suffering is all going to go away. And I was even thinking about that phrase. Sometimes we don't even pick up, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And it could say, I will fear no evil because God is going to deliver me from it. Mm-hmm. No. It is, I will fear no evil because you are
1: with me. And, Roger, it assumes. I, I shared this. This is great. It assumes if you watch the first part of the psalm, he leads me. Yes. Still waters. He leads me. How did green you Green pastures. Did? Right. He leads me. Valley of the shadow of death. Right. And of course, then he points to that he's present there. It's not like right. we went off on our own now, and now we're right. just good luck. Right. <laughs> Jesus whispers from, him, "Good luck, guys." No, he's right there with us. He <coughs> prepares a table, for me in the presence of my enemies. So these 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 are all these right. promises of what it looks like to walk with the shepherd. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times where it's green pastures and still waters. There's other times where you're in the valley of the shadow of death, and he's making a meal, and mm-hmm. you are surrounded by enemies. Yeah. Surrounded. Right. Press. I mean, I just, it's, an inter- it's so funny because I was just teaching on that, the reality of that is, I think, why Psalm 23 is such a comfort to so many people because it speaks to the whole of the human experience. Yeah. I love green pastures and still water. <clears throat> right. Jesus is with me. But I can do valleys and shadows and enemies because Jesus is with me.
0: And isn't part of that, that is the reality, the consistent reality of our world is it's a mix of beauty and brokenness right it's a muti- mix of glory and danger it's a mixture of birth and death oh. and you know what i'm saying there so so you're even and i did i in this week just think about a couple of conversations similarly where i think there's this idea at every possible level whether you're a christian you know if i do the right things i can get this good outcome i want things to be better i can make things and then we just christianize that baptize it well oh following jesus now is a way to get your life better it's a it's a Id- way to get out of the valley of the shadow of death it's it's a way to right. get out of debt it's a way to get out of if you follow jesus he's here to make your life work better and he's but he's gonna and things are gonna get Better no. Even with the shepherd, even following Jesus, it can always get worse. But there's no promise that suffering, that trouble, these are things that will go away. So you have these moments, and you do moments in the pages of Scripture where God does take away an illness, where or, de- or delivers, God in an extraordinary does way. deliver in an extraordinary way. Um, but even in the pages of the Bible. Those are the exceptions,
1: right? And so, so share with the client again this week the reality of. I said, I, to me, hope is what Jesus says to the Father who has a who has a son who's battling with demonic stuff and all sorts of issues, and the 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 dad says, if you can do anything, help my son, and and Jesus looks at him and says, if I can, he said, anything or everything is possible. For him who believes, now he didn't say everything was probable for him who believes, Mm -hmm. and he sure didn't say everything is promised Mm -hmm. for him who believes. In that moment, he says everything's possible. I'm like, that is the hope that we have in Christ. Sometimes, here's the thing: sometimes Mm -hmm. things in this age, in this life, work out using a human term, the way we want them to, and we're and we give glory to God, and we're like, you know, and and we'll say it even on Facebook or God is good. You know that this thing worked out. But the reality is, when it doesn't work out, when it's awful, when it, when it goes south, when it gets worse, yeah. God is still good. Yeah. And when I even read again, because I was spending so much time in John 17, this prayer for his apostles and disciples. But they said, I'm also praying for us, Roger and Bruce and other followers that will believe in their message. But it's interesting, he didn't pray protection from trouble, persecution, death. In fact, he had just told them in the preceding versus, you know, you're going to die. I mean, right. the, you're, they're, you're, people are going to try to kill you thinking they're doing a service to God. So he said, I'm praying, Father, that you will protect them. I'm not asking that you'll take them out of the world with all of its suffering mm-hmm. and all of that. He said, but I'm praying that you'll, you will protect them from the evil one. And again, we might think, oh, to safety and all of that. Know that we wouldn't fall away, that we would continue in faith, that we would persevere. Right. He said, I prayed for their unity. I want them to be one. And I pray, and this is what I hadn't seen until last weekend. I pray that they will know, Father, that you love them the same way that you mm-hmm. love me. Think about that. Now we think about how much the Father loved Jesus. So yeah. Jesus is saying, "But my prayer is that they'll know how much you love them, yeah, love the in the same yeah. way that you love me." Yeah, and, and and He had just gone through a long teaching about this, and not. I don't think the disciples were getting it. Okay, we're in. We're in Jesus Jesus and the Father the spirits in us this this, this nesting thing there I, I can see them just going so he prays for them mm-hmm. uh, that they'll know that they'll that they will come to know and I was struck by that that, that the father loves me the same way he loves Jesus yeah that's staggering right because Jesus I get that I mean he got it right and did it right and he's perfect and he is his son yeah and so am I.
0: Yeah, no, and it's, he
1: loves me in the same way. It mon- yeah, it's yeah, it's monumental. It's right. it's staggering. But that is what gets us, what helps us through suffering. Yeah. I should never think that I'm unloved right. because I'm going through this, you know. And right. I can't always answer the why. That that question comes up all the time in counseling and working with people why, but why doesn't God in this case and I'm like I I don't know. I mean,
0: but you are touching on the fundamental question that comes up when God doesn't take away the suffering is a question about his love. Right. Um, that's the hardest part. Well, certainly, if he cared, if he loved me, yes. if he... Um, and even Jesus on a cross, knowing how much the Father loved me, why have you forsaken me? I think this very human element, We, when the suffering isn't taken... When you believe in the power of God, Mm. as we do, and you know he can take away a thing. And you're absolutely, it's actually your faith in his power that can raise questions about right your exactly. faith in his love. Because yeah, exactly. you know, you don't have any question. He could speak a word and take this away, and he's not doing it.
1: So, yeah, that was and that was Job's two questions. Is God just? In other words, d- does he believe in... Mm-hmm right and wrong and affecting right and wrong in the world and is he powerful enough to do it mm-hmm. he questioned his, the, both of those things his justice and his power mm-hmm. and of course god comes back with some very interesting questions for for <laughs> job about particularly about power that are that are humorous <laughs> you're gonna take a leviathan and catch him with your little fishing pole <laughs> maybe take the uh the dinosaur and make it a pet pony for your daughter and he's like yeah i'm I'm out here. There's a few things I don't know. There's few, that's exactly.' <laughs> it's, there's something about worm in there. I think. <laughs> it was not good, but we're all I mean we're all I mean job's story is all of our story we We may not have experienced. I would see the same kind of suffering that job did, but we've all had loss, right. And we've all had unexplained tragedy that we've experienced and and we end up
0: and I think we kind of, even last week's podcast kind of finished up, even even around that, this
1: just perpetual quote, trust me, trust... The podcast that no one's heard because it's <laughs> we haven't been able to get the audio from it.
0: You know, because I think so often the emphasis about trusting or faith was in God's power. I'm talking about growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you could make God do things if you just believed in his power. If you believed in his power and to learn... No, faith is a whole lot more about trusting His goodness. It's not about you can get to a place. I rem, again, I can remember even as a kid, or you know, I'm sure God can do this, whatever. And just thinking, okay, if I'm sure, and I, once once I that faith is, I, once I believe He has the power to do a thing, then He'll do it.
1: Do you, you remember, yeah? Do you remember the the question Brian McKinnon posed? Yes. Can rock? Can God? If God can do everything, can God make, make a, rock a rock that's that too he can't big for, that He can't pick up? Right. And that (laughs) really stumped me for a while. Of course, I was like eight years old, and I'm like, well, uh, he can pick up any rock, so he can't, nobody can do it. It's was lost. I didn't realize it was a circular question. It's like when you do one of those things, I did it yesterday in in a spreadsheet, and I was including the equation and the thing that I was summing up, and it's like you can't, it's circular, you can't, error, 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 it's not even a real question at that point.
0: So the fundamental thing is in a world where God hasn't promised that, that faith was never about working up a degree of um, belief that will get God to do things. Right. It's much more about trusting the shepherd that took you in the valley of the shadow of death in the first place. Trusting the Jesus who sent you into the freaking storm, trusting God who led you into this part of the story where you are right now, and trusting his goodness, trusting just what you said, how deeply he loves you. If you, can we tell
1: people too much that how dearly loved they are and so that's why even in the sessions this weekend I began the whole first session on unity with God was just purely you need to understand how much God loves you Yeah. that God loves you we know and rely on the love that God has for us God is love we only love him because he first loved us you know John makes such a he was the beloved you know he he just makes such a strong point about Mm -hmm. but you have to know that you're loved by God or you're always going to be holding yourself and others to a standard that none of them can maintain you can't have unity if everybody's got to hold to a standard but it's like no I'm loved as I am I'm just right. I'm loved so I don't have to earn
0: I don't have to work nope. I don't have to try and get God to love me more he can't love you more Well, than that's, he does oh, that's
1: a whole good night he can't love you more right. That that just <laughs> blew my mind you're, you're, I don't think I've ever <laughs> said you just said that God can't do something
0: We'll try he, that with Brian McKenna. He here's another thing here's he can't another, do. He can't love you more he than he loves you, love right you now. can't love you more than he loves you right now. That, that can be our finishing word. That's a, that's a bastard.
1: God out. can't
0: love you anymore than he loves So well, stop trying to win
1: anything. Well, if you miss it, quote that. God can't love you anymore. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> Don't say it like that. You're any said, more than, than he already, already loves you. Thank you for clarifying, Ron. That was... Bless your heart. Sometimes job. we may do more damage than Well, this is where we're trusting the goodness and sovereign human.